This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Everything we do is about time, specifically helping you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. What does that mean? Invest your time. Well, let's talk about money for a second. If you invest your money, you have an expectation. And that's that your money creates a return on your investment. And while this is widely known that when we invest money, we expect a return, the truth is most people don't hold their time to the same standard they hold their dollars to. As we talk about what it means to live an extraordinary life, a lot of it comes down to not living a life of regret. And from people that we have talked to, one of the most common regrets we hear is people wish that they would have prioritized their family, that they spent too much time at the office, spent too much time at work, and didn't invest enough time with the people that really matter to them. And that can be a challenge. We feel this pull to, to work long and hard to succeed professionally. And for those of you that are, are working parents, you genuinely believe you are doing it to provide a better life for your family. And that is true. Yet what does it look like if you were to turn it on its head? What would it look like if you actually prioritized your family first? If you made your family your one thing, and then your professional world came into play. What would it look like to say, I am only going to work a set number of hours and before and after that, I am truly present with the people that matter most and still succeed and hit all your goals. That is the purpose of today's episode. For those of you that have been following the One Thing podcast for for a while, you know the importance of the Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and the importance that quote has had on me. I have been very intentional about surrounding myself with people who are where I want to be, people who demonstrate the type of values that I value. The person that you are going to meet today is one of those people. Over the past few years, I have had a shift of going on a journey from being a businessman with a family to becoming a family man with a business. And the person you're going to meet today was the inspiration for that. Today, we're going to talk about his journey, what it looked like when he realized he was waking up every day saying, I'm going to be the best dad in the world. Yet when he looked at his calendar, it didn't tell the same story. And what did it look like for him to go on the journey to waking up where he can truly say, I am a family man with a business not a businessman with a family and still crush it in his professional life. For those of you dads who are listening to this episode, if this speaks to you and you feel called to learn more about going on this journey, I would strongly consider checking out frontrowdads.com. I am a member of this community because I choose to invest my time with this specific group of men. And I genuinely believe it will bring more value to you. With that, let's get into this episode with a good friend of mine, John Roman. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including 
popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. John, I'm excited to have this conversation. I have shared on so many podcasts and multiple times when I when I have the opportunity to speak on a stage, back when we used to travel and speak on stages, uh, this idea of setting goals and using the goal to help you become appropriate in the moment, defining the person you need to become to earn the right to achieve those goals. And for me on my journey, you know, realizing, am I a um, businessman with a family or a family man with a business? Which is an idea that I got from you. I'm, I want to dive into that today about we can say that we're going to set these big goals for our life. There are things that we say are important to us. You can say you want to be a great significant other or a great parent or a great friend, yet we then show up in our lives following our digital calendars and our emails, and you know, our actions don't always match. What did this journey look like for you? Mm. Rooted in failure, you know, this all began the front row dad movement, if you call it that, or community. We, you know, we call it the brotherhood. It all started when uh, I had an awakening um, where I'd talked about being a great dad for a lot of years and then realized I wasn't. And this, the genesis of the story is, you know, I'm a keynote speaker getting my business going. And like many business owners, I think a lot of people can relate to this. It's like, there's always one more thing to be done. There's one more project. There's, I just got to get through the book. I just made 3000 for a speech. And now they're offering me five. How could I say no to five? And now they're offering me 10. How could I say no to 10? I did that for six years, the first six years of my son's life until... You know, I had an awakening and it actually happened at a, at a party of all places where somebody was just asking me what I did. And ultimately, I started to answer that question the way that I know they wanted me to. They wanted to know what I did professionally. But what came out of my mouth after I cut myself off was, I'm a dad and I'm a husband. And then I happened to do some other things. And they thought that was the coolest response. They're like, that's awesome. Like, and I said, yeah. And that's not really entirely true of how I live my life. And I was having this moment of like vulnerability and honesty. That, that forced me to go back home and take a look at all my stuff. And when I did, I didn't like what I saw. So I want you to dive in there because I know every person who's listening to this has had the moment where uh, they realize that they are not in alignment with who they want to be. Yeah. How did you figure that out? Yeah. It, you know, luckily I have great, I think I'm surrounded by great people who will call me out, who will call me up. Um, and in this case, it wasn't somebody who was trying to call me out. It was actually me having a moment of awakening. But when I looked at my calendar and when I looked at my desktop, it was actually my desktop that really brought some light to my world. Um, I saw a folder for everything that was I was focused on. I had a gala coming up for the charity. I, I had you know a business plan for my speaking and a, and a folder for my coaching. And I looked at my computer. I'm like, there's no folder for my family. There's no family values. There's no family plan. There's no family. Like it was nothing. And then when I really started to look at 
my schedule, look at my calendar, look at my year, listen to my wife who was basically begging for me to be more involved. I just kept thinking, baby, I'm in pursuit of freedom. You know, I'm, I'm building our dream life until you realize that you're not uh, building your dream life. You're hiding at work. The truth is, I loved my work. I loved doing what I was doing. I loved building. And being a dad, being a great husband, those were hard. Listen, standing on stage, traveling to a new city, renting a car, standing on a stage, getting a standing ovation, having people stand in line for me to sign their book, that's really fun. You know, and I could stand behind, like, I'm gonna teach my kids how to work hard and be passionate and pursue your dreams. That was a lot of that was an excuse because I didn't want to do the hard work at home. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was both my own internal awakening, but it was also having some buddies around me that were doing it right. That when I looked at what they were up to and I finally stopped medicating myself with being busy. Like, when I think about what you talk about, like, busy, being busy is sometimes the lazy approach, right? <laughs> I, I really, I've, I've thought about that so much, man. And um, I had some guys in my life that were really doing it well. And the contrast was too obvious. One, I respect the heck out of the fact that you even saw the contrast. Because mm. I think a lot of people, they have an opportunity to explore there. You actually did something about it. So for context, what did your life look like professionally at the time? Yeah. So when you had the, when you had the oh, exactly. And this is four years ago. So, uh, but five years ago, going on five. So I have an 11 year old now. This is when he was six ish, you know, that this is about, this is happening, right? My business is doing great. I'm living the best life I could have possibly drafted up on my, you know, dream document as a young man. I'm traveling around the world, giving these keynote speeches, 150 days on the road, 50 paid keynote speeches, making several hundred thousand dollars. You know, eating at the restaurants that we wanted to, taking the trips that we wanted to. My wife's a stay-at-home mom as she wanted to be. And so much is going well. And at the same time, I'm running a charity that I started back in 2005 called Front Row Foundation, which was I love doing. You know, putting uh, kids and adults with a life-threatening illness in the front row of their favorite event. We started it with friends, and we raised a couple million bucks, and just did it evenings and weekends for fun. I was the executive director of that charity, which is operating on about half a million dollar budget every year. But it was taking a lot of time and energy for me. So so I had a lot of things going on, you know, in my life. There's a lot going on, um, and all the freedom that I thought I was creating in my life ultimately just wasn't being channeled. And I'll give you an example of how that showed up practically. Let me, let me tell you how my thinking was and how it shifted. So, as a young entrepreneur, you hear about like what are your best hours of the day. And I know I've shared this with you. I, mean, I think I shared this with you on a walk one time when we were out together. And it was, what are your best hours of the day? And it was one clear mission. Like, these are my best hours and, and I need to give it to my work because I'm the provider for my family. But the minute that I had the realization that I'm a family man with a business, not a businessman with a family, I, questioned, I started questioning all these things. So instead of giving my early morning hours to my business, I give it to my family. And that's actually hard for me to do. I want, I want to recognize that like, I'm so excited to get to work. It's actually very difficult for me to do that because, and this was, this is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Sitting down on the floor with my six year old playing army men characters uh, is difficult for me when he's changing the rules and nothing makes sense and he keeps blowing up every one of my guys. <laughs> I mean, that's a difficult place to be. 
right? But the shift and what it used to look like to what it looks like now is just a matter of like understanding my priorities, which is what you teach, like what we do with our time. And when you're in alignment, my my life started to shift. But it was difficult at first because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. So I mean, just to recap at the time, your job is being a professional speaker. You're on the road 150 yeah. days a year. You're also running a charity. Yeah. And you happen to have a family the way that you were exactly. at on the side. So yeah. you have this aha and you decide to start making some changes. Yeah. I want to fast forward to what life looks like today so that we can rewind and ask what did the journey look like and what were the decisions that you had to make so that the people listening to this can ask the question, how do I start actually exactly. living the life I want to be living? Yeah. Yeah. And and I just want to say I respect the hell out of wherever anybody is because if you're listening to the show and you're trying to get better, like props to you. Hat, hat tip all the way. That's just... And I'm still there just every day working on it. Right. So I'm coming from a very humble place here. I've never been happier. Let me say that. And I'm very happy and proud to report that I've never been more satisfied and excited about my life. I've never been able to look in the mirror at any other point in my life and feel better about who I am and how I'm showing up than I am right now. My, uh, I'm, I'm not traveling at all. I'm just, I let go of all the speaking. I'm 100% front row dads. I, I take off, I don't schedule anything on Mondays or Fridays. I don't start work before 10. I, I, I don't take any of work after four. And I spend an incredible amount of time with my family right now. I am present. I am on purpose. I am having fun. There's no doubt a lot of challenges. I just want to put that out there that this year in 2020 has presented a lot of challenges. So not to present perfection, but I've never been happier with where things are. I've never been more involved in my kids' education and their development than I am right now. Business has never been better. Uh, and I, it, it feels like harmony. I want to acknowledge one thing and then I want to talk about what Front Row Dad says so people have context. But for you who's listening to this, the goal of this episode is not that you wake up one day only work, not working Mondays or Fridays, not working before 10 or after 4. That's not the goal because that may not be realistic for a lot of people, especially if they're in a traditional corporate structure. The purpose of this episode is to give you an opportunity, is to share a story of someone who said, these are my values. I value being a family man with the business. Now let me become the type of person who is a family man with the business, who actually says yes to things that align with that and says no to things that conflict with it. That's the purpose of this episode. So my hope is that as you listen to this, you ask, what's one thing I can put into action? Now that that's out of the way, (laughs) John, what is Front Row Dads? Front Row Dads is a community of men that have committed to building relationships with one another, sharing resources, and being accountable for results. Those are the three things that we do. We build bridges amongst great men. We we create systems that allow them to share the best resources to handle their biggest problems, whether that's relating to marriage or parenting, health, wealth, um, the key areas, emotional intelligence, uh, the business evolution that allows them to be a family man with a business, not a businessman with a family. That is what Front Row Dads is. So it is online and it is in person when appropriate and when safe. And we have uh, programs set up so that incredible guys who are high performing, hard charging dudes who want to build an epic business, but not sacrificing their family along the way. Yep. 
And and for people who have followed this show, they know I got into business with Gary and Jay because of that Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm hyper purposeful with who I invest my time in. And um, this is a group of people I choose to invest my time in because I think they have their priorities straight. Family men with businesses, not the other way around. Yeah. By the way, Jeff, you know what I love is how you orchestrate. I love how you see the big picture. You weave it to connect together. You connect dots. You know what I mean? You line up dominoes perfectly. And I just love that, man. And I love that you... Genius. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, something I want to mention real quick, um, also, and uh, is is that this year for me and getting to this place has all been about definition. The word of 2020 for me was to define, define everything, define terms, and even in conversation, it would ch- I would challenge myself and other people to define something. I used to debate terms with people without defining them. I would define things with my kids, define things with my wife. We def- we made we defined who we are, right in front row dads. We wrote out our pillars and we created an ethos of engagement. We worked on our family brand. We had a, a one-day online summit with Front Row Dads this year where we defined that. We went to your couple's goal-setting retreat a year ago and defined who we were, where we wanted to be. All these things were about defining. I used to work on being busy a lot. I used to pride myself on how much I would get done. And now it's all about getting the right thing done. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I think about dominoes <laughs> as a result of you and Jay and anybody else that was participating in the evolution of that. But uh, as I stare at one behind your shoulder there on the wall, it's like it has been instrumental for me, just understanding those and creating definitions. So being surrounded by great people like you, being in communities, being in relationships has allowed me to make definitions that have created that alignment. And I'm so damn proud of that. Yeah. So I want to dive into the journey of realizing you were actually a businessman with a family to now becoming a family man with a business. What did you have to start saying no to? Ooh, many things. Um, this is probably not the answer that you were expecting. Or maybe you would because you know a little bit about my story. The biggest thing I said no to that helped me to, to create alignment was alcohol. For me, that's what it was. And I think it could be something different for other people along the way. But whatever you're using to medicate... And sometimes that's just being busy. Sometimes that's work. Sometimes that's food. Uh, It could be TV. It could be whatever it is that you're just using to medicate. Uh, What I needed to say no to is anything that wasn't serving me or the highest calling that I was put on this earth to pursue. And so that that was a piece of the puzzle. What happened when I eliminated alcohol was that I stopped numbing so that I could start you know, becoming the type of person that I, I think I was at my core, feeling good about myself, taking care of my health. A couple of years ago, I was in Russia with my wife, who's from, who's born and raised there. We were visiting her mom and I did some blood work. And I remember it was this easy. She goes, Hey, we should do some blood work. It's really inexpensive to do here. And the doctor came back and ultimately said, Hey, you have. Uh, it looks like you have an internal bleed in your body somewhere. We don't know what it is. And I think that all these things started to show up in my life that basically said, Hey, man, you need to take better care of yourself. And what that meant to me was making healthier decisions. So more time to sleep, more time to pause, more time to meditate, more time to think, more time to um, 
do what ultimately I knew in my heart were healthy decisions. So what I cut out was numbing activities. That's what I cut out. And I became more aware. And that allowed me to, in a sense, measure twice and then cut once, right? And and, and, and it allowed me to just make sure that when I took an action, it was truly impactful. You know, I lost some great team members over the years, Jeff. And I think it was because I, I, I lacked self-awareness. That's the truth. And even as a young man, I've gone through Tony Robbins events. And some people would have said, he's one of the most self-aware people. But looking back now, I lacked major self-awareness. And through the opportunities of being more conscious, that was, that was the biggest thing. So in summary, I said no to activities that were keeping me busy and numbing me to the realities of what were going to truly open up channels of evolution for me. Yeah. And in a, I want to walk through because I know for you, like your core business was speaking. That's what paid the bills. And ultimately, you realize being on the road 150 days a year does not make you a better father and husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did it look like to go on the journey to still being able to provide for your family because your wife still yeah. stays at home? Yeah. While also honoring the things that you're saying you want to do, which is be present yeah. with my family first. That's right. And there's two elements here that two things I needed to let go of that were big pieces of the puzzle to land here today on a professional sense. One was the executive director for Front Row Foundation and the other one was the speaking. And I think that I finally took the advice from people who had made smoother transitions than I had made back in 2008 when I quit a six-figure corporate job with zero additional revenue coming in. <laughs> That's what I did in 2008. I quit the job. I had zero money coming in from my speaking business and proceeded to almost crash and burn everything over the next two years. I decided this time to be a little bit more patient with my exit. So I just started scaling down my speaking. I just stopped marketing. I stopped making phone calls. I stopped pursuing that. One of the biggest things, Jeff, that I think people need to shift is their identity. I stopped calling myself a speaker. Right. And when people would say, Hey, you know, before I would get on a podcast or do an introduction or whatever, I would rewrite the introduction and I wouldn't call myself a speaker anymore. So one of it was a big shift, right? Like in my identity and how I saw myself. So the business naturally, because I wasn't putting any gas on it, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, uh, pursuing speaking in any way. I just let it slowly fade, if you will. Partially it was fading because I kept increasing my speaking fee. First it was five grand, then it was 10 grand, then I charged 18 grand, and then I charged 35,000 for a speech. Now, when you're charging 35,000 for a speech, you just have less, typically you have less clients. Yeah. So that's one piece of it. And then the other piece of it is starting sharing with people in my life. And I think this is something that we all can do. Start telling people that you love and that care about you what your new vision is. Because for the world to see you differently, there's two pieces that shift in identity, right? One is how you see yourself. But if the world keeps telling you that you're a certain way, right, then, then that's a rub. But when, when, I, when I start telling my community what I want, who I want to be, what I want to be known for, what, how my identity has shifted, and then I'm changing it from the inside, both those things coming together, that's how it evolved. I love that. I love that. Getting your business off the ground is hard. (laughs) Take it from us. We've been there. Sit Down Startup is a new weekly podcast from Zendesk. Find out why customer experience is at the heart of success. 
Zendesk for Startups chats with Zendesk leaders, founders, and CEOs in a coffee shop style conversation about starting up when the world is upside down. Catch weekly episodes on Apple, Google, and Spotify. While COVID-19 is having an unprecedented impact on the economy, companies like Gusto are still building tools to support your business and your people through the ups and the downs. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about that. Plus, it's easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Many of the old school payment providers just weren't built for the way that modern small businesses work. Gusto is. So as we go into the new year, ask the question, should we let somebody else wear some of those hats that maybe I shouldn't be wearing? In this case, listeners of the One Thing podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash O-N-E. I want to fast forward to life today because I know there's a lot of people who are listening to this who have families who are probably having a moment where they're realizing they, they have an opportunity to show up more purposefully in that part of their life. What are some of the things that you have started doing with your family that have made the biggest impact? This year, recognizing that I needed to be the real teacher in my kid's life. I mean, just COVID amplified what I knew in my heart. And what my buddy Dan Martell says is that everybody's homeschooling their kids, whether they realize it or not. right? And my buddy Jim Shields, whose company is 18 Summers, he talks a lot about what they don't teach in school oftentimes is personal growth or finances or relationships. I started seeing myself more as a as a dad who is the primary educator. And whenever I send my kids somewhere else, that's secondary education. Hmm. But then I started thinking about, well, what is it that I wished other people had done for me as a kid? Or what's the thing that I... you know, When I think about fast forwarding, what are my kids going to be most grateful for that I did as a dad and as a team member? Because a lot of this is like our business and our fatherhood. They, you know, Our business informs how we parent and our parenting can inform how we do business. So strengths, this is where we're going to strengths. I decided that I was going to take a photograph as a challenge for myself. This was just a temporary challenge to begin. I'll say for a month, I'll take a picture every single week of my kids doing something amazing. Because I'm around, because I'm present, because I'm actually not at work, I get to know my kids, right? I get to know them. I look and I see what they're doing that's like a strength that's emerging. And I challenge myself, take a picture and write a note on the back and give it to my kids every week. So I start doing this. And it's remarkable. I see an immediate shift in how my kids feel about themselves. I can see that I'm 
seeing my kids differently throughout the course of the week. Because imagine if your question is, what are my kids doing that's awesome that I can catch them in the act of applying a strength? If that's just your primary question as a dad, how do I catch my kids doing the right thing? Where are my kids' natural strengths and how are they implementing them in their lives? That's way better than like, where's my kid messing up and how do I bust his ass for it, right? Um, it's it's how what you know your job is the police officer of your family or is it the strengths amplifier of your family? Maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of both. But uh, so here's if anybody's watching this at any point, I'm I'm holding up some photographs right now. If you're listening, they're just pictures of my kids, and I have a photo album for each of my boys. I have an 11 year old and a six year old, and like there's a picture right here. I'm showing Jeff of Ocean running on a track, and he's leading another boy. And Ocean has demonstrated some really incredible leadership qualities. So I wrote a a note on the back. I'm just pulling it out. And there's what's written on the back right there. And I wrote, Ocean, you have an incredible ability to recruit and rally friends. I love watching you invite other kids to play with you. There have been many moments when I've seen other children following you around the playground, keep being a powerful leader and including others in your life. And I have now continued this all year long. And I have... Um, many photographs uh, for my kids that I am taking pictures of then of the front and the back of it. I'll keep a digital copy, but I'm going to give this to them and I have no intentions of stopping. Now, one little caveat here, Jeff, and uh, one little caveat. It works so well with my kids that I started doing it for my wife. Because I was sitting there and I was doing this at a family circle on a Sunday where we get together and just talk about our week. And I thought, why am I not doing this for my wife? Because my kids need to see me compliment my wife in front of the kids. So I started taking pictures of my wife and I started writing notes to her. And then um, anytime somebody's at our house staying over, we have guests in our home, we take pictures of them and write them notes for the family meeting, which is really, (laughs) really cool. But that to me is a practical, easy application for anybody to take. I mean, you can apply that to business. You can apply this to your family life. Um, But ultimately, maybe it's one photograph a month. And, and, And maybe it's one photograph a quarter. Or maybe it's a couple photographs that you take and you put on a piece of paper and, and you, know, you can get as creative as you want. But the thing that shifted for me, Jeff, is if there is one thing I could do as a dad, you, you, know what it, you know what it is for me is to bring about the natural talents and strengths of my kids and call them into light. And at our last retreat, when we're in Colorado, I asked the men that were there, if there's one thing and one thing only, you can tell you you love this. And I just every I can't say the word one thing and not think of you. <laughs> is that if there's one thing that your kids need to know as a dad, you go, you only get one thing that they need to know. What is that? They all came back and their basic answers were all the same. And it was something to the effect of that everything you need is within you now. It was some parallel to that, right? That was all said differently but that they have what it takes. And I think as a dad and as a business owner, like as a business owner, our job is to put the right people in the right seat. Our job as a dad is to make sure that our kids know that they have genius within them. They have a unique ability, that they have what it takes to succeed in life. And that our job is to call that up, uh, to call that out, and to speak it into light. And I I also want to clarify, because actually the majority of the people who listen to this are women. Uh, This applies to you too. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm just speaking from my own experience here. I know, I know. Um, from a very tactical standpoint, how, what, 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 what are you using to take the pictures? 
What are you using to print the pictures? Oh, this is super easy. <laughs> I just have a, I just have a Canon printer here, uh, MX nine nine two or something like that, like a just standard office printer. But but you just buy Canon four by six printer paper on Amazon, and I bought a pack of it, hundred for ten bucks or whatever it is, regular printer ink. I use my phone to take the photographs, and that's it. I just open it up in my Mac Photos app, and I just print them. It takes me literally minutes. And it's one of the most fun things to look through the week and ask, how attentive was I? And if you get to the end of the week and you're like, I have not a single photograph. I have not a single moment that I captured of my kids. That that tells you something too. Hmm. The other thing that I love is that... um, Well, there's, there's lots of things that I love about this. One, it's a goal that forces you to be appropriate in the moment. Yeah. It forces you to become the type of person who looks for moments where a member of your family is demonstrating strength. It forces you to be present so that you can one, spot it, two, take the photo. It forces you to take the time to actually write a note. What's happened is you've been doing this for a year. Yeah. What's changed in your family? Dude, so so much has evolved, uh, and it's been a process. And I and, and I'm so glad that you brought to the attention that this is anybody. This is male, female, any person, anywhere. When you when you recognize somebody, when you see them, that's what people want. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, "I just want to be seen. I just want to be heard. I just want to be witnessed. I just want somebody to know me." Like one of the joys of life is that another human knows you and knows your greatness. I think about men in my life that have been there for me. That I think about my buddy John Kane, who I love dearly, one of my best friends in the world, and I felt like he saw something in me that other people hadn't. It's one of the reasons I love him so much. He could see the good in me. He could see my potential. When I think about my wife, like she sees something in me that other people don't. She wanted to commit her life to being with me. That's a beautiful thing. That says a lot about how much that person loves you, right? It's, it's beautiful. And what I've seen is that we fight less. We love more. We know each other better. You know, when, when you look at the work of John Gottman, who... Do you talk about him on your show at all? Do you, okay. So John Gottman, for anybody out there listening, like arguably one of the greatest relationship coaches on the planet. His institute has done more research on marriages and why they work and why they fail than any group ever in history. He can predict divorce with a 90 plus percent accuracy. Like by watching a couple talk for an hour, he can predict divorce with 90% accuracy. And essentially what it comes down to is something very simple. And this has been replicated in studies all over the world. The Lasato line uh, basically has proved this in business, in nursing institutions, in colleges, in families, wherever it is. It's all the same thing. How many positive to negative comments are there? It's a ratio. How much positive interaction versus negative interaction? Are you busting their chops constantly and pointing out what's wrong? Or are you elevating them and calling out what's right? It is, it is scientifically proven right at this point. There's been research and studies done relentlessly to prove this point. And for us as a family, we've seen it, we've felt it, and we have evolved. Our kids are happier. They're, um, uh, I won't say that we don't fight. I don't say that we won't yell or the kids don't complain or any of that. It's all present. But it is way better than it ever has been before. And um, I know that because your gut knows it. Your heart knows it. You know when something's off and you know when it's beautifully 
coming together, when people are laughing and they're joyful more often than they're not. There's a reason we did this episode today, which is the purpose of a goal is to be appropriate in the moment. And I know every person who's listening to this, when we fast forward to the end of our lives, there are going to be things that we want to say that we did. Experiences we would have shared with the people that really mattered. And every single one of us every day feels the pull of focusing on things that may not be aligned with those. What advice would you give somebody who's saying, okay, I'm in, John. What's one thing I can do? No, I would say... And, and I get this from Jay. I remember when he was at one of our events and he was talking about putting the family ca- you know, vacation on the calendar first or first building your life. My buddy Tim talks about this. Like, First decide what, what life you want to live and then decide what business you want to build to support it. Mm. Right? Don't, build, don't go, I want to build a million dollar business and then go, how do I fit my family in this? <laughs> Just build it, you know, build it around your family. And that to me is the thing that I would start with. If it goes back to one question, it's what do you want? Right? What does ideal look like for you? And then build from that place, right? And be very careful about building because you're trying to compete or compare, you know, yourself with the rest of the world or what you should be doing versus having the courage to stand for what you know is right for you and your family and then being bold in that place. I love that. Uh, I want to talk about the core values because you and Tatiana had the chance to do the core values exercise at the goal setting retreat. What did that do for you guys? Well, first of all, we both lit up understanding more about ourselves. It was almost like we did the exercise and we're like, I didn't know that I cared so much about that, right? So there's a there's an awakening there. For Tatiana and I, it started to make sense why we did the things we did. When I learned about her core values, I'm like, oh, now I understand her behaviors. I understand why she invests her time in the way she does. It used to frustrate me that she was different than I was. And now when you learn what somebody cares about, it just helps. The language helps. You know, The conversation helps. And so whether you're talking about core values or Enneagram or anything that just says, hey, we're all different. And hey, this is why this person behaves the way they do. Magic can occur from that space because recognizing that we're different uh, and that those differences create strengths, that is a powerful place to be. And I so, will say, as we've iterated and um, did it again this year at the, the goal setting retreat, but virtually this year, when you said, John, what is it that you want? Most people, when they ask that question, they hit the wall of, I don't know. Yeah. Most people don't actually know what they want out of life. It's too big of a question for them to get clarity on. But doing an exercise like a core values, at least gives you is a very simple exercise that any one of you listening to this can do. And it will give you real clarity on what you should be saying yes to and what you should be saying no to. Like for Jay, it's family, impact, and abundance. When there are professional opportunities laid in front of him, he asks, is this a 9 out of 10? on all three, family, impact, and abundance. And if the answer is no to any one of them, it's an automatic decline. It just becomes the compass for you. Yeah. Which if you want to learn more about the core values deck, which will be shipping out in January, you can go to theonething.com slash core values. And that's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash core values. 
And what I think also, Jeff, uh, as a testament to that event, and what I've seen in our own community is that it wasn't, it's not enough, I think, in my opinion, to just go with your spouse as an example. Mm-hmm. I think you should bring three of your friends. I think you should bring three other couples because what I've seen happen is that you're right. Like that question of what do I want is so big. But when you watch your friends light up, when you watch them evolve, when you watch them identify their values or what they care about or what their schedule should look like and what they should focus on, it allows you space to grow as well. So it goes back to what you said about surrounding yourself with incredible people and the decisions that we make. I feel like one of the best things we did this year was not just do it ourselves, but do it with friends. And so that community aspect has been huge for our growth. Like I can only, like I've watched my buddy Tim interact with my wife Tatiana and create so much shift and change for both of them, right? Because of their relationship. I watched my buddy David and his wife Tracy and them interact with Tatiana. And I thought this has been missing in my life is the community aspect. So it's one thing to do the online course by yourself. Great step, great step. But if you really want to get the full experience, I think you need to bring other people into the fold with you. You need to learn together and have that shared common language. Uh, can't underscore that enough because even just like for you and I, like the average person doesn't have somebody they can turn to when there's stress in a marriage or challenges with kids. Like they kind of bury it and, and, and just bear it. Versus like the number of times you and I have gone on walks just to talk about what does it mean to be a better father? Where are there struggles in the marriage? Man, I'm really struggling with my relationship with my kid. What have you experienced? What counsel can you share? And, and having that soundboard is massively valuable. Yeah, dude, you, we went on a walk and I created several massive shifts after a 45 minute walk with you. Dude, I like closed down an entire group on Facebook and it all like, <laughs> dude, shifted our membership levels, changed our training calls. Like it was amazing. But I just having have questions, somebody, man. I just yeah, having somebody that knows what questions to ask. I yeah, man, I can't uh, I can't put a I can't even put a value or or words to describe the impact that you've had that that Jay and and Gary because of the collaborative work you all have done as a team have had on my life, um, and you in our community, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, my pleasure. Well, where can people learn more about Front Row Dads if if they happen to be a father? Well, if they're listening to this, they probably like podcasts. So Front Row Dad podcast, you know, that's a great place to start. And if not there, then FrontRowDads.com. And I, and I would say for, for those of you who happen to be fathers out there, if you feel like you are missing a community of, of men who have these types of conversations, definitely check it out. Yeah. And if you're a mom out there listening and you think this all sounds great and it's so cool that these guys have a place, but where do, where do you go? Uh, Front Row Moms has a group that just started on Facebook maybe a year ago and it's gaining some real momentum. They have a, their first event coming up. It's really cool. So oh, cool. your mom, check out Front Row Moms on Facebook and that's a good place to plug in. And I, be I did not. Amy literally asked me. Like, like, Amy literally said, where's the Front Row Moms? The yeah, other yeah, it's coming. It's coming. So it's been naturally kind of organically bubbling up and I think it'll turn into something more significant significant in 2021. There we go. Beautiful. Well, there you have it. Conversation with my good friend, John Vroman. What really stood out to me today is the idea of whatever you focus on expands. And as John was talking, he brought to light a question. Are you busting your family and calling them out for what's wrong or elevating them and pointing out what's right. 
Are you the police officer or the strengths amplifier? And so, man, that hit me hard because it's so easy to see the things in your life, in your relationships that are not the way you want them to be. And it's easy to focus on those. It's actually harder to focus on the things that are going well. It's harder to focus on the strengths of the people around you. Yet at the end of the day, that's what's going to make the biggest difference. I would be so curious to know out of everything that you heard us talk about today, what that one thing is that you can put into action. In fact, I'll issue a challenge. If, if this episode left an impression on you, if you go to your podcast platform of choice and leave a review for this episode, and you, you can say in the review, episode 277, the one thing I got from this episode was, I, I'm going to be watching for those responses because I genuinely want to see what that was for you. And I said to John after, I am going to do the photos. Absolutely. And I asked him, I said, I'm giving you permission to be my accountability partner here. I need you to follow up with me on this one because I know for, for my wife, words of affirmation is a love language for her. And it's a place that I have frankly fallen short. The one thing that will allow me to become a better husband as well as a better father to become the type of person who on a consistent basis has to look for the things that are good. Capture them and share them. So that's my commitment. You guys get to hold me accountable to that as well. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, for those of you men out there, if you happen to be fathers and if you are missing people in your life who have these types of conversations, I would strongly encourage you to check out frontrowdads.com. Justin Donald, who you met in the last episode, is is a member. John obviously is one. Um, There's some truly world-class people inside that group and we pour into each other. So I invite you to check it out. If this episode has brought value to you, I I sincerely hope that you will think of one person that you can share it with because I know this is just such an important message that can make a huge impact in how people invest their time. And if you are new to the One Thing Podcast, click the subscribe button because all future episodes will automatically be downloaded. So you'll never miss one moving forward. Thanks for investing your time with us. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.